0: This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. We in our two-parent working, two-hour commuting, two-job life do not have time for food. With all of our labor-saving devices with the cars and the computers, all of those things have actually reduced our time, not created it. One of the truisms for obesity and other chronic diseases is that one of the biggest, most reliable predictors of early onset and greater morbidity is through the stress pathway. There are now many models from animal models to human models showing that stress matters, that high stress shifts our behavior, our appetite, stimulates overeating, and is related to both insulin resistance,
1: the metabolic syndrome, and general obesity under stress, whether it's stress that's threatening losing a job, um, being confronted with medical care bills. There's a number of stressors that are really threatening to us, and under these conditions, it only makes sense biologically and evolutionarily that we would reach for those comfort foods to calm us down, but also to hold on to those calories and be ready for the next assault because they are so threatening. We see this in middle-income families, low-income families, and it depends on this interaction between one's biology and the food environment. And so most of us are gonna accumulate fat under these conditions.
0: Stress causes the
1: same signals
0: that famine does. Stress makes us hungry. Stress turns on the brain pathways that make us crave dense calories so when we're stressed we tend to choose less healthy choices high fat high sweet food or high salt and it's that layering of those three that really reward the brain and when you have a stressed brain the food is even more rewarding we've been wanting for a long time to know if we can reduce someone's psychological stress dramatically is it going to change the hormonal environment lower the stress hormone cortisol and reduce their abdominal fat so we rely on a program called mindfulness-based stress reduction it's a very common program people can get tapes and books about it we train people to in a sense change their mental filter by being more mindful and paying attention to the moment and noticing those thoughts when they start worrying or catastrophizing we train people to meditate and to recognize where they keep tension in their body and notice when they're hungry. So they're really in tune with their physical state, which is a skill that most of us don't have. Easy to develop, but certainly we're kind of numb from the head down. We don't really notice what our body's telling us. So we did this study where we did not ask anyone to cut calories or start exercising more. And so we didn't expect their actual weight on the scale to change, but if, if they really reduce their cortisol, would their fat distribution change, would they remodel their fat stores away from the belly, maybe more toward the hips, the more estrogenic fat. So that was our hypothesis for this study. And we had wonderful volunteers from the community who really got the idea that this was not a diet, this was a way to change their relationship with food. And believe me, that was a welcome message because people have tried dieting many types of diets. They most always gain all of their weight back eventually. And so the short-term dieting is not appealing to a lot of people anymore. So we had some, a group of women who were committed to this idea that we weren't going to ask them to go on a diet. We were going to ask them to eat differently and notice the process of eating and change the relationship with food. So before meals, people checked in and really figured out how hungry they were and what feelings they were having. And that really sets them up to eat in response to hunger rather than emotions and to eat as much as they need a reasonable meal while noticing the experience, the pleasure, and the fullness. So, it's really much more of a conscious experience rather than eating kind of automatically and habitually, and then it's gone, and we didn't even really notice that we were eating. We measured their body fat with a DEXA scan. We measured how much trunk fat they had before and after the class. And what we found was that for the obese women, the more they improved on their well being, decreasing their anxiety and chronic stress the more fat they lost, the more abdominal fat they lost. So this was really what we call a proof of concept study. This showed us that we're really right on a certain mechanism, this kind of stress belly fat, that we might be able to remold that even without a diet. So then we looked at cortisol, and cortisol goes up right after you wake up, it shoots up, especially if you are having a stressful day and thinking about all the things you have to do. And so, we looked at this cortisol response to awakening before and after the intervention, and we found that for the obese women, the cortisol morning rise was dramatically reduced. So we really were kind of damping down that stress system. And the more it was reduced, the more belly fat they lost. We hope that this is a mechanism that we can... Reverse engineer and work on reducing stress and help people to have a healthier fat patterning.
1: Many Americans are under stress, and we know that that influences eating behaviors. Now we know that it influences metabolism. If we can bring
0: this to the forefront of people's awareness, understanding how our bodies are conditioned to overeat highly palatable food, and especially when we're stressed, that's the first step